Welcome back to the Les Brown Power Voice Show. We are excited to have you back with us. If you missed the first two episodes, we suggest that you go back and watch them prior to watching this episode. If you are ready, make sure that you have a pen and paper handy. Clear the room and noise. Focus. Get ready to grow, elevate, and thrive. Episode 3 begins now. Some things are taught, some things are caught. And so because I focused on, and I wanted, and I want everybody to write down mastery. If you master the art of, 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 of communication, of developing your power voice, this is not my original voice. And I use my voice in various ways. Why? Write this down. People want to be entertained. So when I do things like this, you know, as you look at your goals and look at your dreams, don't be afraid to go for them. Viscott said, if you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. And if you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. And if you can't become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? Oh, behave. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, whoa, he's hot tonight, baby. <laughs> oh, you make me Randy, baby. <laughs> Who would do that? Coming after a quote like that, that throws people off. Whoa, because people, every, television is based upon holding the attention. Attention is the new currency. How to get the attention, how to hold the attention through creating an experience and how to direct the attention. People, when they're listening to you, their attention is going in and out every 10 seconds. So you don't want them to be able to go ahead and say, I know where she's going. I know what he's about to do. You want to be unpredictable. So they'll say, whoa, wow. Everything I do, it's strategic. I got a goal and a mission with it. And that is, is to create an experience that will take them to a place inside of themselves that they can't go by themselves. And they can't go there because they're so sucked in and, and overwhelmed by the noise, be not conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen to how I spoke and I'm looking down now. Okay, give me somebody, John. All right, uh, Justin, you want to unmute yourself, Justin? Just in case, you want to unmute yourself. How are you, Justin? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm great, and so are you. Thank you. Where are you, Justin? Can't see you, Justin. You can't see me, okay. Um, boy. Do you want me to see you, Justin? Are you appropriate? Uh, absolutely. Okay, don't move uh, me, Justin. Um, let's see, Justin, I'm not sure. You say those yeah. arms, you owe me money. You know that. You owe me money. Oh, I apologize. I was trying to mess don't with apologize. this apologize. Just send it to my cash app. <laughs> dollar sign Les Brown 77. That's how you apologize for those arms. But go ahead. All right. Justin, let me ask you some questions, please. Justin. 
Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for, for joining and being a part of this. I want to ask you something, Justin, and I want everybody to listen to this. I want you to tell me a moment in your life that was a defining moment that you knew just in case would never be the same again because of that experience. And he went out of his way to get through to me. I was, um, but he said, it, but he said something to you. He said, you're very much like me. Yes. He was identifying with you. Am I correct? He was. Yes. Okay. And when he said that to you, how did you feel inside when he said that to you? I didn't really believe him. Okay. Got it. And so what did he say after say that you, you, you know, you and I are very much alike. What did he say after that? He said that he had been in quite a bit of trouble as a young man and that he didn't want to see me go in that direction. And he actually helped me figure out um, that I was dyslexic and that I wasn't stupid because prior to that, I kind of believed I was. And I was a kind of a class clown and liked to make people laugh and I'd get thrown out of class a lot and I'd end up with him a lot. And he took the time, energy and effort to give me some tests and show me that I was, um, it, it, how do you put it? My, my vocabulary, I had, I had an extensive vocabulary for a fifth grader, I guess, according to him and that I was perfectly capable and that I seemed to relate to him better than I seemed to relate to children my age at the time. So what do you want to speak on, Justin? Well, I just spoke with John the other day and I'm up in the air on a few different things. So I've done quite a few things in my life. I did a little bit of sales training in my life and I, I liked that. Uh, I've done some, some other forms of speaking in my life. Uh, working with people that just were intimidated by other people in general. So I'm kind of up in the air, to be honest with you. Les. Okay, very good. Do you mind if I share something with you? I would love it. Very good. Hello, my name is Justin. I want you to think about your goals and dreams right now. I want you to think about something that, that gives your life a sense of value, that gives your life a sense of meaning, and something that you want to accomplish. There's something in you that says, I can do more. Before the world ever knew or started using the word influencer, this man was influencing the world. You have something special. You have greatness within you. The godfather of greatness himself, Mr. Les Brown. If you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. Imagine being able to work with him on a weekly basis in live workshops. There are people that have already taken advantage of this opportunity, and he is creating amazing speakers around the world. Every day that we wake up and we overcome the trials and tribulations that come our way, make us more than conquerors. You gotta look your haters in the eye. You gotta look your situation in the eye. They're living a legendary life because they're committed to be a legend. I chose to tune out the noise of the problem that I was facing and tune in to the possibility that those voices were giving me. Their stories are changing lives, not only for their families, their friends, but in their community and ultimately in the world. Write a new story. 
one of victory, resilience, and accountability. So no matter where you are right now in the life, I want to encourage you to pull those dreams off the shelf, dust them off, get a plan of action together, and execute on that plan like your life depends on it. We have more knowledge than we think we do based on our experience. Sometimes we say, and I say, I don't have enough experience or enough knowledge. I don't have enough education in certain areas, but experience gives that, um, that education, that knowledge to move forward and actually be able to tell people's stories. I, I really love that. Thank you. You put in the energy and the time, and this is what I've done. This is what separates me from the others. I did not want to go around giving some memorized speech everywhere. I would be bored to death. I wanted to show the audience respect. I wanted, when I opened my mouth, to speak to teachers. Let's say if I'm talking to teachers, there's opportunities there because many teachers are quitting. They're teachers yeah. who, who are just frustrated. They're asking the students questions and the parents answer. It's hard. Yeah. It's, first of all, it's challenging enough to hold kids' attention when they're in front of you to say nothing if they're online and they got all kinds of distractions going on and in a new space that they've never been before. Exactly. That's the impact that they're taking. If you didn't do anything but get together as a group and start tap, teachers, assistants, teachers need help. Yes, they do. <laughs> when you go into school and you read online, where somebody has died who went back to school? Yes. When you are teaching kids and you can't be in front of them, or if you are and you don't know if they are asymptomatic, that when you're working and looking for ways to help empower people, as you do the research, as you find stuff, as you listen to my voice and other voices, you're going to be empowered. This helps me, my talking to you tonight. I'll be in a better state of mind and get a better night's sleep than had I not talked to y'all tonight, to be honest. Why? Because what you give, if you, you when you're teaching, you're going to get this too. You're going to benefit too. When you're teaching, you own it. Yes. And I have to say to myself, you know, when I, when I when they left today, I ran in my room. I, I take some some immune boosters. And I said, Lord, you know, forgive me for, for just slipping today. I mean, you look at the White House, everybody, the brother up in there had the coronavirus. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a hot spot here. No. No, thank you. I have I have people leave the stuff outside the door. Aren't you Les Brown? Yeah. I'm just waving at him through the window. Yeah. Oh, you got a new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Kid and play it. I'm drop the box outside. Can I get <laughs> Not today, buddy. I got to spray this box down when I get it in here. <laughs> I hear that. Oh my God. Yes, this is crazy where we are. This is a different. Did you hear what my voice? I'm learning with it. Is that this is crazy where we are. Now, I've, if you listen to all my recordings, you never hear that part of my voice. I've been challenging my voice 
to do various things. So you look at yourself and look at your goals and dreams. This is different. This is different. We've never seen anything like this before. What am I doing? I'm tapping in the collective consciousness of people who are watching me, who are saying that too, who feel the heaviness of where we are. Yes. I'm listening to conversations. I'm reading things. The best speakers are sponges, are listeners. Do you have a question you want to ask me? Well, Mr. Brown, I have so many questions, but one of my main questions is how do I, my story basically revolves around my being a special needs mom. I have a son who's 10 years old. He's got special needs. He requires assistance for everything in life. And I am a firm believer that his voice, he's unable to speak. He's nonverbal. I believe that it is my God-given responsibility to tell his story since he is unable to. That's part of my mission. And I want to do it in a way that does not compromise his privacy completely. I would like to find a more creative way than just speaking his story. Okay, yes. First of all, he's an angel from God. Amen. And this is your special assignment, all right? Yes. I want you to tell me something that you've, that he surprised you. That when you saw him do that, you were shocked. Well, that's very, that's an easy answer. Alexander has not been able to walk. I waited nine years to see him walk. And I remember, well, I spoke about this in my 10 minute video that I turned in last night. That is the biggest accomplishment that I had set for him. A lot of people said he was not going to be able to do it because he just has a lot of limitations. The day when you saw him walk, where, where, what, what was going on? Where was he in the house and how did he pull himself up to do that? Okay, he, I was practicing with him in the living room as we always did. He did not want to cooperate too much because I'm a, I'm a pushy mom and he was like not having it, but I, Noticed that he was really this time making an effort to pull himself up. So I helped him. And once he got up, I pushed him and held on by the little, his, uh, his collar. And I it slowly let go and he just started taking steps and I freaked out. And so did he. And he fell, but then we tried again. And then he gave a couple more steps. And ironically, Alexander's not able to stand on his own still. He's able to walk a little bit, but if he stops, he falls. So I call him the bicycle because if he stops, he falls. So he has not gathered the balance yet to stand independently, but he has given steps forward. And that to me is the biggest miracle in life. Yeah. I, I remember that day that- What's your first name? Daylin. Daylin. Hey, Hello, everybody. Yes. How are you? I want you to think about your goals and dreams. Yes. And I, as you think about them right now, I want to share with you something that I've learned that in order to achieve your goals and dreams, there are three P's that's very important. 
And I learned these from my son, Alexander. You can truly call him Alexander the Great. Not because he's a warrior in terms of, of, of fighting people, but fighting to live an expanded life. Alexander, he does not speak with his voice, but he speaks with his eyes. Alexander, my son, for a long period of time, he could not stand up, he could not walk. And we had an experience and here's what happened because I see him as my miracle child. I want you to write this down. You are God's miracle child, write this down. I want you to think about your goal and your dream of what it is you want to achieve. And, and, and one of the goals I had along with Alexander that even though he couldn't speak, he watches and observes. And Alexander, because I'm a pushy mom, <laughs> I was pushing him to learn how to walk. Write this down, practice. As you think about your goals and dreams, it requires practice. Act the way you want to be and soon you'll be the way you act. It requires your putting in the time and energy. The world's greatest pianist said, if I miss one week of practice, I know it. If I miss two weeks, the critics know it. If I miss three weeks, my audience knows it. So Alexander and I, we practice all the time. Why? Because it's our magnificent obsession. What's your goal? What's your dream? Average is over. If you want to accomplish something, if you want to stand out, if you want to go to that next level, if you're looking for a breakthrough, it requires your being willing to practice, to put the time, put the energy in to master what it is that you do and never be satisfied to where you are because you can better your best. Here's something else. Patience. If I did not have the patience, I would have given up on my ability to inspire my miracle child. I would have given up in trying to encourage him. If I had just judged according to appearances and, and looking at his undeveloped legs, I would have said, because of some of the disappointments, some of the frustrations and all the time we've been trying again and again and again, years of practice, hours pouring in, and no sign that it was going to happen. And then the ninth year, oh, nine is a powerful spiritual number. The ninth year, <laughs> the ninth year, we were working together through practice and, and persistence. The ninth year, my boy. Oh. My boy, he took a few steps. Oh, no, no, he didn't run a marathon. My boy, he took a few steps. Let me tell you something. If you have a golden dream, you're going to take some steps and you're going to fall down. When you get on a plane, they say, before we take off, fasten your seatbelt. Why? Because you can reach a certain area of where we're going to have some turbulence before you reach a comfortable altitude. And so my boy, he fell after taking a few steps, but I knew that wasn't it. I knew that was just the beginning. I knew oh God, oh, look at God. He showed up and he's doing great too. 
Mm. Persistence. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> we were both happy on that day. <laughs> I can see him now. Oh my God. I can see him now. Yeah. Practice, patience, and persistence. Ogmandino said, I will persist until I succeed. I remember basketball player, practice. What do you mean, practice? <laughs> I can see him now, practice. <laughs> oh, practice mean a lot. Practice make perfect? No. Practice makes improvement. And through patience, people today stand before a microwave and stamp their feet. Oh, hurry up, hurry up. Patient. Bum, bum, bum. Patience, world rage. Now, be still and know that I'm God. Hmm. God is in the middle of this. On that day, angels were holding my son up. On that day, God had his legs. On that day, through practice and, and patience and persistence, my boy walked. He walked. And I say to you, as you look at your goals and dreams, it will not be easy. Like Alexander the Great, you will fail your way to success. It took us nine years. Your dream might take one year, two years. Walter P. Chrysler fell in the automobile industry 49 times. Walt Disney filed bankruptcy seven times, but he, through practicing certain principles of business, he, through patience, he, through persistence, he had investor at the Disney property in California, Art Linkletter, and said, can you see it, Art? Can you see what we can do here? And Art said, no. And Art Linkletter, Years later, when he wrote the experience about walking that property with Walt Disney, he said, every step I took, I lost millions of dollars because I couldn't see it, because it seemed too big, because I wasn't willing to be as persistent as he was to make it happen. What's your dream? It might take you nine years. It might take you five. It might take you 20 years. But if you, if it's your assignment, a job is something you get paid for, but an assignment is something you are made for. I was made to be Alexander's coach. God chose me. He knew what he was doing. And Alexander and I, unbeatable combination.
of hope and inspiration for millions of people. That's my big dream. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. This is all captivating to me. I, I, I got so much out of this. I listen to you over and over. I actually go to bed at night playing your YouTube and just letting it play as I sleep because faith comes by hearing. And as I just continue to hear you, I know that I'm just absorbing so much. But you said something um, as I continue to learn. you got to be unreasonable. And the way that you use your energy and your passion and you take this to a place where we get out of ourselves into what you're saying. And um, I just find it so fascinating. It's so dramatic to me how you, how you take the tones of your voice and you go from one extreme to the next. And I'm like, it, do he, did he ever take drama lessons? I wanted to ask you that. <laughs> because I did hear you one time in your story. I don't know if it was me listening to you in YouTube that you were saying that you would stand outside of your um, your teacher's classroom. He he, and I was like that. When you're crying, it's like your your voice changes and shifts into this into this emotion as though you're crying. It it makes me feel like I want to cry. And when you're laughing, it makes me feel like I want to laugh. And um, it's just so I'm so intrigued by it. I, it's blowing me away how you would take someone else's story create it and make it become your own and use all of the different tones and passion and energy in their story to tell them their own story back to them it's almost as though you lived it just like they did i just find it fascinating sir i am honored and so humbled to just absorb all of this day by day week by week um like i said i i went to sleep with your youtube i just plugged up my phone, I went, searched you, hit YouTube channel, and I let it play throughout the night. I woke up and you were still talking. You were on another <laughs> lesson. All right. Thank yeah, you. It's wonderful. Thank you. I want to say to everybody that this process, and you're going to meet, if you haven't already, Alicia, mm -hmm. you're going to have the versatility and flexibility to speak to any type of audience. I want John to send you my needs assessment. I'm going to also send something to you and I want you to write this down. People, joys, and defining moments. I want you to write who are three people, whoever they might be, uncle, mother, father, teacher, coach, someone you met, that you learned something for that, that touched you in a special kind of way, the people. What are the, and I want you to write something about joys. What are some of the things that bring you joy? that you, that when you share it, it will make you smile. And what are the defining moments? 
as Denzel said in the movie, there's before this and this, after this, and after this, you knew your life would never be the same again. And we all have defining moments. When you see Mickey Mouse behind me, when I'm in the other room, I'm in another room now, but I got my Mickey Mouse watch here. You know why I have Mickey Mouse? They did a survey to find out what was the happiest symbol in the world. That when people saw it, they will have a, a feeling of happiness, of joy. I thought it would be the cross. Mm -mm. Those pictures of Mickey Mouse, those mice ears. <laughs> That's the most happy. So when people see that, you know what it does? It takes them back to their childhood. It's a prop. You will never see me on camera without red. Why? It's a power color. You want to be noticed. And when you tell a story, you don't want to just present the story. You want to go all in. When I got to this part of the story, on this day, nine years. On this day, I saw my boy walk. Oh, it's just a few steps. Might not be a big deal to you. <laughs> But it was big for me and for him. And to see the smile on his face, he was so proud. He was so glad. He knew this is only beginning. This is only beginning. Oh, yes, be grateful for the small things in life. But that was big for me. Nine years. Nine years. Thank you, Lord. Look at God. Thank you. Tears of gratitude. Thank you, God. Yes. Nine steps behind us. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And all of God before us. This is only the beginning. When the Wright brothers who sat on the front row of their father's church and said, man will never fly. If God wanted man to fly, he'd have given him wings. But fortunately, those, those Wright brothers didn't listen and they had a, a passion for helping us to learn how to fly. The laws of aerodynamics existed, but we had not discovered it yet. And these brothers put their mind together and through, through practice and patience and persistence, their plane that they created only lift up off the ground for six seconds. Just six seconds. And then, whoa, look at that. They knew just from those six seconds, it could be held up longer. It can fly from city to city, town to town, across the country, around the world, just from six seconds. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at nine steps behind us, but all, 
with the thousands of steps before us, all the things that you've gone through, all the failures and the disappointments that you have experienced have brought you to this point. And now you're getting ready for your breakthrough, just like Alexander. Now you have learned some things when they said to at Thomas Edison, how did you continue after failing 10,000 times? He said, I didn't fail 10,000 10, times. I found 10,000 ways that did not work. Whew. Oh, you have only just begun. I see it for you. You have something special. And so I say, in behalf of Alexander, and myself continue to manifest your greatness. The world is waiting on you. That's our story and we're sticking to it. Les really provided some great nuggets on crafting your speech. If you did not take notes, go back and watch this episode again. If you missed the first two episodes, go back and watch them. These episodes will really provide some amazing tips to get you started. You do not want to miss the nuggets provided. If you are ready to share your story on TV, contact us by sending an email to hello at assert.com today. That's acert.com. Thank you for watching. See you next week.